And now, back to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're here today for another episode of Hot Split Episode Summer. You're supposed to say it with me, Andrew. Hot Split Episode Summer. Woohoo! So splitty. Uh-huh. This week we are covering the B-side of Sunset Water. This is uh, episode 437B, The Long Way Home. Aha! You know... Everything's going to be a letdown after last episode. <laughs> In all honesty. <laughs> that was so much. And I can give this episode credit because it doesn't try to do the same thing. You know? Sure. sure. I'll let you know that last episode had an 87% on the wiki. This one has an 86. Aha. So it is. <laughs> so the people agree. A barely. <laughs> <laughs> I would not call 1% drop a letdown. I'd call then, it a rounding error. Then you and my teachers have something to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you doctor eyed. Uh, this this episode uh, originally aired March 4th of 2000. Insert joke about my dad again, because it aired <laughs> the same time as the last one. Yep. And it's written by Jim Ware, um, directed by Phil Lawler. Of course. Of course. How many episodes did Jim Ware write? Uh, not a ton, but we've talked about some other Jim Ware episodes in the past. Mm-hmm. He's done 12 episodes total, um, including Opening Day, mm. um, which we covered. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some other... Um, two Roads. Of, I was going to say Two Roads, which we covered, which is a split episode, but, mm-hmm. um, but one we already covered. A couple BTVs. Um, so yeah and the iconic where there's smoke oh right of course (laughs) yeah but he's very much like a this era yeah writer um wonderful he also he also wrote one of the last chance detective books interesting which i think is interesting if nothing else wait who so who like founded the last chance detective franchise was that lawler i think last chance detectives is mccusker but okay. I could be wrong on that, but I'm probably just saying that because I like it and I don't want to. Credit. I don't want to attribute something positive with Phil yeah. Waller. Although, right, it was initially a video series, mm-hmm. and I don't know that any Odyssey people had involvement as with it as a video series. I'm now pulling it up because I'm very curious. Yeah, so it was not Odyssey people for the video series, and then. When they later did the audio series, it was uh, Marshall Younger who was spearheading that. That makes sense. I knew it was one of the big guys, but not none of the people we mentioned. Sure. (laughs) Naturally. So, but that's not what we're talking about today. No, because we, we got to talk about we got to talk about the long way home. Well, we don't do promos we don't do for promos. split episode summer. We might do it for our bonus episode at the end. Ooh, 
yes the uh, the old promo binge <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah not my nothing. favorite weekend activity <laughs> what's your second favorite andrew sleeping binge for sure <laughs> let me tell you this is a little tangent and you know it's a split episode on summer. this podcast on this podcast a tangent <laughs> Ever since I started working like a legit adult job where it's like pretty much full time, going to bed early excites me. Like I've I can't ne- relate. It's never gotten like I've never gotten to that point where it doesn't feel like going to bed early is a sacrifice of some leisure time. That's still how I feel. But like nine thirty rolls around and especially on a weeknight. Oh man, if I'm tired enough to go to sleep, that's like that's like my dessert for the evening. Like that's oh, it's so nice. <laughs> if you can just sneak in that extra like 45 minutes hour of sleep. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. It hits different. I don't know. Okay. It, I never thought that I would crest that and maybe it's the I mean, chronic it illness to in everyone. me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone, everyone eventually becomes an early to bed, early to rise. Is that true? I feel like night people stay night people. My dad stayed a night people. Okay, a night people. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have not had a lot of interaction with people considerably older than me who still stay up late. No, yeah. Well, you need to talk to my dad more because okay. he recreationally stays pe- up yeah. past like one. Right, so he, he I would call him an abnormality, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I aspire to that. I just don't have a job that allows for it. And eventually, like, yeah. you have to, like, if you're someone who has children, you have to adhere to the school schedule. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just so many factors in the world working against night people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I do think that my father's mental health has suffered (laughs) as a result of being a night person, unfortunately. I love every time I have, like, an extended amount of time where I'm not working, Mm -hmm. I just fully go into night person mode, and I adore it. Oh, it's really Granted, my night person is never, like, chronic. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't stay up past two. No. Ever. No, that's just not... Like why? It's not enjoyable at any in any way past two in the morning. Actually, to me. I shouldn't. I I say that yet. Like the thing, the thing in my life is always like I will make any sacrifice to like be with people. Yeah, that's fair. And so that's like fair. I was I was visiting a friend in in New York a month or two ago and stayed up like till like two the one night and like four the next night or something Oof. crazy like we we really really, really tied one it. on yeah nice no that is that is fun. actually that was a past and future guest hannah woodruff hey look at this this is the great thing it. about having friends on the show exactly <laughs> our personal tangents have some relevance yeah <laughs> to the general public yeah that is no oh yeah, no, that, okay, that does also feel like a treat. When you can get a couple nights where you're, like, hanging out with friends super late and you're, like, up doing something fun, that is equally as satisfying, like, you kind of, you know, stole a cookie from the cookie jar in the same way that, for me, going to bed early <laughs> sometimes sure. feels like. Sure. Last night, I treated myself to going to bed at midnight, which was delightful. Oh, yeah, me too. I went to bed at, like, uh, 12, 15, and honestly, I wanted to stay up later, but then my body was like, no. 
Oh, no. That, that was when I wanted to go to sleep, and I allowed myself to not go to sleep earlier. Because nice. I didn't have obligations earlier this morning. For once. Yeah. I mean, I usually don't uh, on Sundays, but... Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, don't, don't let them know when we're recording this. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll uh, find us. I mean, on... Glorp Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I normally have obligations on Glorp Day, but this morning I didn't. <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mandy, Lisa, and Aubrey are at wit's end. <laughs> wow. And Aubrey yeah. is journaling. Oh, well, yep. I guess this is prefaced by Aubrey journaling about the mm-hmm. fact that she's bored. Yes. Um, and she feels like the walls are closing in. You know, classic teenager trapped in Odyssey. Yep. Yeah, she's such an outsider, and she's mm-hmm. so stuck. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is, again, before Aubrey's conversion arc, so it does kind of play off of the Connie-esque stuff of, like, oh, you know, there's just nothing for me to do around here because I'm not a Christian. Right. Right, but unlike Connie, she has friends her own age. Yeah, Which is a really nice thing that they gave her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, so many. Because, yeah, we get get Mandy and Lisa in the Mm -hmm. opening scene. Ugh, Misa. (laughs) Misa soup. Yeah, uh uh-huh. No, we're we're getting... (laughs) It's an excellent source of umami flavor. You happy with yourself, Andrew? I did just... I I just watched a documentary about salt, and they talked a lot about miso and umami flavor, so... It was okay. definitely a word association that gave thing. Wow. I'm, I'm really... I'm really happy for you in that. The audience is not. The audience might not even know. They they might not be here anymore. <laughs> this might have been cut. <laughs> you might be talking just to me, Andrew. And isn't that nice to think I about? I do. I do love just talking to you. You do have to lean into your mic when you say that, though. because I do I like talking to Nathan. Nathan? Ouch. Ouch. Wow. Wow. I do like talking so so yeah and mandy and lisa are talking about youth group stuff and aubrey's like ah youth group Mm -hmm. and and they're like yeah yeah it's actually like fun i don't know why you got to say it like that and i was Mm -hmm. like yeah well well well, yeah same like we're normal people (laughs) just don't do that about anything anybody says Mm -hmm. yeah you rugby practice right right unless it's like you know destructive yeah or like objectively gross like sure. you picking up i don't know cow droppings right like that that right. that's gross yep yeah but but the yeah and then they're like well we're going to uh we're going to connellsville fun park yes <laughs> very important <laughs> no <laughs> relation to old west fun world no no and <laughs> I like how amusement is got to be like a trademarked term or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Is fun, <laughs> right? Was that more of a? Is that more of a Midwest thing? Is that more of an old thing? Like, I, I feel like it's an old timey joke, like almost like vaudeville type era. Like, ah, oh, come to the old fun park and see the bearded lady, but. <sighs> Yeah, it is hard to know. All I know is that Connellsville Fun Park does not sound fun, based on what I know about Connellsville. Yeah, and fun parks. <laughs> and fun parks. But but as as she continues, to, or like as they continue to talk, then they're just talking about like all the other stuff that's fun. Mm-hmm. At you or 
Is it, Aubrey makes a dig at like all the stuff. Like you guys don't do anything interesting at youth group. You just do like Bible bowls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Mandy. in the background throughout, Mandy's like, I like Bible bowls. I love Bible bowls. If a Bible bowl were a man, I'd, I'd marry, marry him. him. <laughs> Did I just say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. And lucky for her, Trent is a walking Bible bowl. Amen. <laughs> oh. That's what I want my nickname to be, <laughs> Bible Bowl. <laughs> Andrew, what 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 event would you marry, if given the chance? <laughs> An intervention? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> that can be arranged. <laughs> oh, um, true. You know, I. Probably some sort of like, like a fall tailgate party or okay. something like that. Like yeah. having family over. You have sports on. Maybe some lawn games and whatever. That that you know kind of cozy fall toss the football around type gathering. That that's a that's a that's a party I could really see myself settling down with. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Dylan? What, what uh, party? I'm, are you I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a uh, an outdoor concert. Okay. Okay. I, like I was outdoor, gonna guess Fourth of July. Outdoor for you. concert is is a very like mm. marryable, event. but it's very venue dependent for you. Sure. Sure. <laughs> no BB&T arena. No. No. <laughs> Honestly, for like, I want it to be like I'm thinking more like a Longs Park situation. Yes, like I want yes. it to be like casual. Yeah, way more low key than like a local. Like yeah, than like some big like. Oh, you know, arena I, concert like that. A, I really like, like. That's that that competes you, like, with my tailgate. Party. Like the kind of one where you can sit with friends on a blanket and mm-hmm. like the music's there. But if you don't, but if you decide to have a conversation, you're yeah. fine. No, that's mm, so many good memories at those Long Park concerts. Any, any concert that I can play cards at mm. without being judged sure. makes me so happy. <laughs> there you go. Or frisbees. Any frisbee friendly concerts big fans of mm. hmm. Hmm. okay <laughs> what's a red flag <laughs> event you would run away from never marry <laughs> um boy some real dark ones came up immediately <laughs> memorial day no, i was gonna say like a clan meeting oh like... <laughs> true like true. a not... proud boys convention <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There are some there are some big red flag events out there. <laughs> I'm talking like a. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't marry like a like a monster truck derby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR. I would say like, would be my equivalent. I don't think I could see myself settling down with a NASCAR. I uh, NASCAR is less of an issue for me, but I'm like the 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 like level of like dust and constant noise mm. that like anything yeah. that using a dirt track is like pretty pretty brutal pretty also just not necessarily my people there exactly not not but. not as many wes anderson fans at monster truck rallies mm. but maybe that's just a harmful stereotype that yeah. me and other <laughs> film people have been perpetuating i don't know <sighs> oh man yeah i i might I would have to see how Bible Bowl's doing these days. Maybe, maybe we you can work something per- out. You like ever a- participate in a Bible competition? I've attended several, never participated okay. in. Um, Bible quizzing was right. big, yeah. big, big for my older siblings. Uh huh. 
it's very uh very homeschool oh yeah oh yeah I mean, those are the only kinds of people that are going to have the time and energy to really excel in the uh, Bible quizzing, Bible bowl arena, you know. Uh, yeah, but no homeschoolers in Odyssey. They tried that once, and it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, then uh, they Aubrey's like, man, I really got to go to this console. Fun mm-hmm. park thing. Like it's it'll be 8 to 6. You're going to be gone all right. day. She can come no even if she's not part of the youth group no yep. parents like yep. there's no church to talk be. really yeah and it, it for her it's a chance to get away from odyssey from the timothy center from this like life that she's like begrudgingly stuck in in the moment yeah exactly um but it's gonna cost her 20 bucks mm-hmm. as all good youth group events do amen and so she Right. We covered that. We covered that Grady episode Mm -hmm. in which like Wit pays for him. Like he's like trying to get money to go and then like Wit Wit pays for it. Yeah. Um, this, this one is, I, I respect Aubrey just being like, my parents don't have the money for this. So I'm not even going to ask them. Like, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to hustle and I'm going to figure this out because I want it. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I respect that. Like, kudos. Like, I like. I don't think there would have been anything wrong if she did ask, but I appreciate the proactiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I can't put the pressure on them. Right. Like, I like the. I like the kid who is like aware enough of Mm -hmm. the current situation yeah. to like yeah be make sensitive decisions yeah in yes exactly in a sensitive way mm-hmm. um yeah. but but yeah so she decides she's gonna she's gonna earn the money herself um, she's gonna sell books yep or she goes to a non-holstein's bookstore mm. i assume this is where holstein later like buys the bookstore out from under this this man yeah. is my assumption he plants mold in the books and gets them shut down <laughs> But uh, but this guy's only gonna give her uh, fifty or seventy five cents worth of money for these books because he specializes in cookbooks and romance novels, and these are neither. Unfortunately, she should be reading more romance novels. Clearly, yeah. well, this one's got this one's got a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> did do do you know? Did you did you get the joke here? No, the book, no. I didn't. So the book she's reading is called Bippy Short Socks. Is that? Like Pippi Longstocking, Those, the okay. Think think is that there, one. Is through. there a monkey in Pippi Longstocking? There is a monkey, but short socks, long stockings. Yes. Okay, yeah, that I understand. I get that uh-huh, part, uh-huh. but okay, I did yeah, not. Yeah. I've never read Pippi Longstocking. Uh, okay. I had no idea Pippi there was a monkey. Pippi Longstocking was a big was a big thing for me. She's like on an island. Oh, it's it's very Gilligan esque. Did they make a movie out of that? I believe they did. I think I watched the movie. <laughs> I, I think I might be thinking about something else, maybe. Oh, God. Yeah. So many. I'm curious as to whether other generations after us will have as many books about kids being stranded on islands. I think so. I, think I read it's a just bunch like, of them. Yeah, it's one of my. It was one of my favorite genres. I still dig it to an extent. Oh yeah, like it's. But it's the it's the classic like so many stories aimed at kids of like kind of your middle grade fiction yeah stuff is very much geared towards what if you didn't have parents mm-hmm. 
very so it's much like a lot time of... travel magic tree house right mm-hmm. or you're right you've got your you've got your orphans mm-hmm. like your boarding schools yeah your or, um did you ever read hatchet yeah yeah right stranded in the woods, woods. like got to do it on his own yep. you've got like your harry potter mm-hmm. orphan goes mm-hmm. to a magical boarding school your percy jackson where he's like he has a mom but he, he spends all of his time at a summer camp yeah, well and his like, dad's a god <laughs> right well i mean there's that too spoiler um, <laughs> my bad my bad <laughs> um and then right and then you've got uh, Island got... of the Blue Dolphins. That was another one. Mm. I don't know if they made a movie out of that as well. I did not. They're I remember uh, Gordon Corman did a. I want to. Was it just called The Island? Maybe three book mm-hmm. series that was kids stranded on an island. Like, but it's just right. Like that whole. So much of that genre is based around like, what if you as a child had independence? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And Island is a great setting for that. Totally and. I ate it up. And it's and, ancient. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's your Lord of the Flies. It's your Blue Lagoon. Exactly. Like, that's not, like, a new... That was the not book a new concept. I was thinking I was Lord of the Flies. And I was oh, like, yeah, this yeah. is all inspired by that one book where the yeah. kids killed each other. Sure. <laughs> well, I don't think they actually killed each other. Spoilers. Well, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what's the... Uh, shoot, there, there's, a, there's a really well-regarded show that's airing, like, right now... That, or, like, aired earlier this year for the first season. Love Island? <laughs> no. No, shoot. What is it? It's it's something where, like, a, a girl's soccer team gets stranded on an island, but it's set in the past. And the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Okay. Um, plug for a show that I haven't seen, but I've heard great stuff. It's a girl. It's a women's soccer team? I, I believe it is like a high school girls soccer team. Ooh! But okay, it's set, that's gonna be my plug. It's set <laughs> sure both with them on the island mm-hmm. and the adult people who have left the island, like in the future, mm-hmm. like dealing with the repercussions of having been on an island. Interesting. Uh huh. Huh. Yeah. I like that. I I I. That's pretty sneaky. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Yellow Jackets. What's it on, Dylan? Do you know? Uh, it is a Showtime original. Oh, that's gonna be hard for me to get my hands on. <laughs> don't you have? Don't don't you don't you get your student discount thing? Oh no! Like I, if you do if you do your student discount for Spotify, you get Hulu and Showtime I, for free. I don't um, do the student discount because I'm on a family plan, so it's cheaper. It's like the difference between. Five dollars and three dollars, but you get Hulu on Showtime. But I already have Hulu. Okay, all right, all right. it's fine. I, I I am just jealous because you know I was only a student for two years, so I didn't get to milk the system that much. <laughs> oh yeah, you know me. Enjoy, enjoy constantly it milking. <laughs> That's what I've always said about you. Andrew's always milking. Yep. Um, other, other things that she does to try and make money. She mows, she mows the grass for, um, what I believe to be a gay man. (laughs) I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was an old woman, but I think you might be right. It's, it's Odyssey's one queer. But he's talking about like having, about like Bobby used to mow the lawn until he got run over by the mower. <laughs> but like the way the way this person refers to Bobby, it doesn't sound like this is like a child is or a, a neighborhood this boy. Is a pool boy this, situation. This really feels like someone who they were close with. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like that random canonical guy. I'm I'm yeah. 
I'm I'm adding to the canon here. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, yeah, and he uh, murders the lawn jockey. <laughs> There's that whole uh, bit, yeah. and she drives right into it, and the guy's like, "Wait, stop! No, I'll help you." And then he just gives up. He's like, "I'll take that out of your pay." Yeah. Uh, and then she tries babysitting. Um, which is a nightmare. I think there's like three kids and they're all really young and one of them's not eating and the other one's like, I think, drawing on the walls and they're running around and then somebody like Looney Tunes is a china cabinet into falling over. (laughs) Like in my mind, they just ran into it, you know, spread eagle and then the reverb off the wall pushed it forward. But yeah, well, and the the wild thing, and I didn't catch it in the episode, but it's in the official guide is the TV in the background of that of that thing Mm -hmm. is just the episode real time. From Adventures in Odyssey playing in the background. Interesting. The, that's the one where, like, Wit and Brian Dern are, like, locked in the elevator together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we need to cover someday. That is a very good episode. I don't... Okay. It is a very memorable episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to I don't want to give any firm takes, but that one definitely is seared in my mind. <laughs> Yeah. So so yeah, maybe maybe someday we'll we'll cover real time with Bill Mayer. Yes. Um, that, that could be fun for guest season, I feel uh, like. yeah. Patrick oh, for or sure. somebody. Yeah, there's there's definitely people we could we could book for a for a real time episode. Mm. Time to be real. Wow. Thanks. If you want to be real, Andrew. I, I am. <laughs> you wanna you wanna you wanna link your be real in the show notes? No. <laughs> I you, don't wanna be, like, you don't want to be real with the Chalk Squad? <laughs> Actually, that would be really fun. Chalk Squad, <laughs> if you have Be Real, reach out to me. Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, and then I'll add you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's really playing hard to get here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. No, no. I just, I like the fact that I only follow like six people and they're all close friends. Oh. Did you babysit much? No, I don't think I've ever been paid money to watch children. Okay, nice. Good for you. I'm glad you escaped that because <laughs> I've definitely been in some situations that are like this. Never I quite maybe, that dramatic, but like I've the closest I ever came was like, "Hey, you can't leave the house because someone's got to be here for your brothers." Yeah, exactly. But that's not babysitting. No, no, no. Well, and yeah, like the. The fear and chaos of having to deal with somebody else's kids that you don't know that are acting up is just a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I it was babysat. I was never the babysitter. Nice. Did yeah. you have a cute babysitter? Not one that sticks out in my head memorably as such. Did you, Andrew? <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Multiple. (laughs) Two of them were sisters. (laughs) But no, but that was like, it was very much a like kids in the neighborhood type thing Uh, that were taking care of us. So like, sure. It wasn't very official. There were people like I already knew. I knew them outside of them being babysitters. Yeah. (laughs) But you didn't like them until they were babysitters. I didn't want to show my hand that hard, but yeah. 
It's definitely an <laughs> occupation-centered <laughs> fetish. <laughs> we'll unpack this more on this month's bonus episode. Tune into Candid Commentary, where we dig into Andrew's psyche of why he finds babysitters so, so attractive. attractive. <laughs> oh, they're so comforting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. We can keep moving on. So um, Tom offers. Um, no, no, no. Before that, she busks. She does busk. She busks as a ukulele and gets paid to stop playing. Uh huh. Because she's she's singing waltzing Matilda. Yeah. Oh. I just wait. Is that the same tune as "Oh My Darling Clementine"? Waltzing Matilda. Waltzing Matilda. I don't. Oh, I mean, darling. I know you're oh, singing, right? You're singing oh, it to that tune. I don't know what its tune is supposed to be. Fair. I, I think there might be some over. slight differences there, okay. but they are very close in my head. I thought sure. this was a uh, uh, somebody that I used to know, Baba Black Sheep moment. <laughs> are you not familiar with that? No. Think about the beat of the song, Baba Black Sheep. Have you any wool? Yes, sir. <laughs> Didn't have to cut me off. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that was something that I uh, song I knew for many, many years. And then I realized that the, the theme of it and the, the chords are just the Baba Black Sheep notes. Right. It's some really good marimba. This has been 2012 with Dylan now and I'm Andrew. Just thinking, well, <laughs> and now I'm thinking about, which I did, you know, probably knew, yeah, I knew somebody that I used to know better, but now I'm also thinking about the uh, the Star Wars that I used to know. The Star Wars that I used to know? That was a, uh, that a very YouTube good part? YouTube parody where they did, like, the full music video where they're, like, oh, painting the dude. Man. It's so good. Okay, all right. Uh, link it in the show notes <laughs> for the people. <laughs> Let's bring back Ugh. that 2012 YouTube energy. Yeah. Anyways, um, then yeah. after she is paid to stop singing, uh, Tom decides to pay her to clean the stables. She does an incredible job, and Tom gives her the 15 bucks that she needs to be able to go. Yeah, it's so cute, and man, I'm loving the Tom-Aubrey uh, relationship dynamic yeah. we're getting here in these couple episodes. I don't know. It's just really sweet, and he gets along with the kids really well, and I don't know. Yep, I like Tom. I like it because it's not as smart-alecky as Wit, where it's yes. like, ah, you tried to do this, but you failed, no. so you come Tom to me like you should have been Right, Tom seems sweet and proper and... yeah. yeah. He just he, well, he's just folksy enough to not portray that this was all a part of his master scream to get her to like learn a lesson to work hard or something. Right, right. And I don't ever feel like that's his intention. Like no. even later in this episode, he's not doing the wit thing of like leading her down a specific road. Mm-mm, no. If anything, he's giving her the chance to get out of it, mm-hmm. and which makes it even better. When, we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get. Sorry, into it. I don't need to. I need to go on that rant Well, now, we hadn't but... said it yet this episode, so it's important to meet our quota. Of what? We'll get oh, into we'll it. we'll get into it. Jeez, yeah. Um, the sponsors will be coming for us. So so she finally gets the, she gets the money, mm-hmm. 
um, gets to the like the bus to go on the church trip. They're leaving and, at eight. She gets there at seven forty-five, which, right. as every good youth group person knows, that fifteen minutes before you leave is the proper time to arrive because you're not too early that you wait around awkwardly, but you're not too late that you can't like get stakes on the bus and get settled with your friend group and mm-hmm. really optimize the situation. But see, as I remember it, you and your family always, always up late. 15 minutes <laughs> <Just> late. late. <laughs> you were the reason that our buses weren't leaving on time. <laughs> For that, I do apologize. We're yeah, it was definitely your fault, child. <laughs> Entirely me, yes. And I have been duly traumatized for it. Yeah. I had to text Andrew specifically today and say, don't show up early. I will not be ready for you. <laughs> yes. Because otherwise he will always show up early. It's true. It's just And I normally I don't it. mind it, but sometimes I'm like, I am like using naked. all of this time. <laughs> to be naked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm using the time for. Yeah. It's my naked hour. Look, the longer I can wait to put on clothes. So they get to the bus, everything's squared away, and the other shoe drops that Cottlesville Fun Park is closed for renovations. Bah, bah, bah. Aubrey is Why wouldn't you check that ahead of time? Yeah, exactly. How could you not know that? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the audible called by the church is to go to the Timothy Center instead. Dead, and everybody's right. super excited except for Aubrey, who lives there and was trying to get away. Yep. Which is where we get the title of this episode being The Long Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so Tom and Aubrey then talk at the Timothy Center. Am I I don't am I jumping over anything? I don't think so. What? Um yeah, no, you're good. They 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 start talking at the Timothy yeah. Center because Tom's like, "Well, I guess you didn't think you'd end up here," and um, and Aubrey's obviously very upset. You know, she mm-hmm. was trying to get away from everything, and Tom initially comes off as like kind of not super empathetic, like, "Oh, it must be so hard to be in this beautiful place, huh?" Um, uh yeah, but he's he's. Once again, he's folksy enough that he gets away with it. Yeah. It oh, yeah. For sure. It doesn't seem mean spirited no, at all. No, not at all. No. No. It's more of a like, um, like he's wow. He's just that's calling a, out the irony. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's a crazy turn of events, essentially. Yep. Um, and then he proposes just the best, sweetest thing where he's like, well, I know you didn't get to go where you wanted to and you worked super hard to get this money. So I worked things out so I could take you out to Connellsville and we can go to the mall or we can do mini golf or we can go to the movies so we can spend this money that you, you know, you worked really hard on, which one did not remember that from I've heard this episode before, but had no memory of that. It was such a cute surprise. Like I did not expect Tom to pull out the stops like that. At the very least, I figured he would, like, pawn her off on Connie and be like, oh, Connie can go take care of things. Uh-huh. Or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. It was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And then um, Billy Aubrey's, comes up. Yeah, Aubrey's walking around in the woods and comes across uh, comes across Billy, mm-hmm. um, who's... Yeah, who's this, this girl who's um, just so excited to be at the Timothy Center. And mm-hmm. she's... Um, yeah, from from Connellsville, um, 
and Chicago before that has moved around a bunch because of, um, yeah, because she's an orphan and yeah, uh, is hanging out in the woods and loving it. Yeah. She's like, Oh man, like how crazy could it be to wake up and see this beauty all the time? And there's horses and trails and all this cool stuff. Like, you know, the classic, inner city kid who hasn't been to the country kind Mm -hmm. of wonder um which is really cute and powerful um and yeah billy doesn't know anything and uh kind of asks aubrey to show her around because obviously aubrey lives there um and that's kind of established in this scene um and then tom could then comes back up and sees uh billy talking to aubrey and tom is like looking out for aubrey and is like oh well you know why don't we have connie show you around so me and aubrey can still do our thing um and aubrey is kind of hesitant in this moment uh but she goes along with it right and then tom's chatting with her Mm -hmm. about billy and kind of sharing billy's story and aubrey's like yeah she actually told me that stuff and he's like wow she's you know not one to open up mm-hmm. um and then aubrey's like hey can i have like a rain check like can we do this yeah. another time and um tom's like tom's like i'll have to check my very full social calendar yeah. i think we can make it work <laughs> i'll have to reschedule and check my very full social calendar which as mayor i'm sure was it, canonically it was very busy <laughs> Yeah, but he's taking things easy these days. Yeah, and uh, so she goes to show Billy around. And yeah, yeah. Mel, it's such a great Mr. Riley moment. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> Mr. Did Riley, Mr. Riley, Mr. Riley, <laughs> going um, out. Uh, so the episode then goes out on the journaling, like the journal entry concluding, mm-hmm. and uh, Aubrey's writing about her time with Billy and how much. Uh, fun it was and kind of changed her perspective on the timothy center because she got to see it through somebody else's eyes yeah and it's really cute it and is nice and mm-hmm. i actually really like this episode yeah yeah i did from as well. the bible bowl joke with mandy to tom being just the nicest cutest person yeah. to you know aubrey and and the kind of the lesson that she learns about, you know, just looking at things from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's, helping other people. Yeah, it's just, it's a sweet, it's a sweet episode. Well, um, and I think the thing I appreciate the most about it is that Tom doesn't expect Aubrey to stop caring about her plans <laughs> when Billy asks her things. Yep. And is very much like, oh, well, Aubrey wanted to do this thing. You know, she's going to do that. He does nothing to lead her to a point exactly. of going back. Mm-hmm. He's just genuinely himself and allows and like doesn't seem to like he's not forcing his will on her, nor does he seem to be um he doesn't react that strongly either way when she agrees to it. Yeah, exactly. He's not like blown away that like she would do that. Like it doesn't surprise him, but he's also not like yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't surprise him, but he's also not um, like it didn't seem like he was expecting this to happen and just exactly. counting down the seconds till it did. And it just makes for such a good moment. And it's 
Right. It's the thing I started to say earlier where I'm like, I love that here is Aubrey. She is not a Christian at this point in Mm -hmm. the show. She's in this situation. She just makes like a nice human decision with be like informed by some information from those around her, but not like in a, but not with any sort of expectation there. Yeah, well, and it's, it's not a conscious like, well, I don't want to do this, but God said this right. type situation. Nor, nor is it a like, yeah, it's also it's not Tom prodding her. Mm-hmm. Like no, it's exactly. her being like, oh. Not that many people. Like, she doesn't open up to that many people. Well, I could be a friend to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go do that. Yeah. And, like, her reaching those conclusions on her own is so much better than, like, being forced into that corner mm-hmm. by wit. No, and this is such a, like, I would say that this is the perfect example of how a kind of moral can fit into an episode. Because mm-hmm. this one feels just completely natural just right in right the it's, just, it's just a the it's a character it's making there. decisions making decisions in in natural situations not being forced either way like yeah. given the autonomy by the authority figures around her to feel what she's feeling and make decisions accordingly yep and what we get is a really compelling choice and a character moment where she's you know reaching out to a christian that she doesn't know as opposed to trying to get away from everything and everyone yeah. is billy a christian oh not not that we know i mean all no. i know is that she went with the uh, with the youth group right bad on me right. to assume yeah. such things yeah and it is that funny thing where i'm like okay so billy was like in connellsville came to odyssey to like go i guess they're close mm. enough that maybe you would like meet there if you know with your youth group and then go back to Collinsville. It's just one of those funny things where it's like, it worked out very nicely for her to be here. If she was stuck at Connell's Connellsville fun park, it might not like, yeah. you would not, you obviously wouldn't. That's get, her like, home same, turf. <laughs> right. The same moment. But yeah, I, I like it. And I also, it set up Billy so well that I was like, man, I wish that this was a recurring More, character. Yeah. But she's literally in this, like these two scenes and doesn't even have a voice credit on the wiki. Like nobody knows who voiced her. That's sad. I know. I really like Billy. Justice for Billy. I do too. Yeah. Just, justice for Billy. Free Billy. <laughs> My uh, goodness. This is the sequel to Free Willy. <laughs> She's trapped in Cottlesville Fun World, and we've got to get her out. <laughs> I've never seen Free Willy. I'm presuming it's all about freeing a captivated whale. <laughs> yes, that is my assumption as well. Okay, cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think that's about all I have for this episode. I really yeah, do yeah, enjoy that it. Is, that is the extent of my notes as well. It's just like, it's it's a fun episode. It's not... It's I not, like, I, yeah, I just, it really makes you like Aubrey as a person. It makes you like Aubrey as a person. It makes you like Tom. I feel like it makes you like Connie. Like, it, it feels natural in this, like, beautiful way that, one, the split episodes have a really hard time doing. Right. Oh, yeah, no. Ten is, minutes beginning is, to end. Like, this, this is, is a really good. This is a clean ten minutes that doesn't feel like we are missing out on stuff doesn't feel rushed yeah like it's just like this is an episode that's paced for 10 minutes 
And once again, I think like the best compliment we've given on a lot of these split episodes is that they feel like one of two plots in a normal episode. Mm -hmm. So like this could absolutely be the A or B plot in another episode that had something else going on. Exactly. Yeah. Like the other, the other plot would be following Mandy or whatever, or Mm -hmm. Eugene doing something stupid or, you know, like there's, there's plenty of ways to. Eugene and Connie not listening to each other with bus directions. And that explains the chaos. Sure. Yep. Like there's, yeah, it's, it's a story that doesn't feel like it needs to be expanded Mm-hmm. But, like, you're like, oh, but they could have, like, worked that into a bigger story. But, it, yeah, and... it fits perfectly yeah. because it just, it feels natural. It feels yep. like the the flow of events doesn't feel forced at all, which yeah. is really nice. Mm-hmm. Big pre sh- shout out to Jim Ware. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's all I got to say. Andrew, you, you got anything you want to plug? I do. Actually, I really, really do. Oh, wow. Is it uh, Yellow Jackets? No, it's Pokemon <laughs> Go. <laughs> Why is Pokemon Go back? I have not understood this. I was I saw a couple kids playing it at church today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because I always go to church on Florida Day. <laughs> on Florida Day? Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I So like, I started playing it when it first came out, and it was very basic. You just walk around and everything. Six years ago, folks. Yeah, six years. Six years ago, that game came out. Mm-hmm. Well, they've done a lot of work developing it, and they've made it so that it ties into your environment really, really well, and there's always new stuff going on. So when the game came out six years ago, like, only certain types of Pokemon were in certain places in the world. Like, you had to go to Australia to get a certain type of Pokemon, which is fun and everything, except for the majority of the players that want those Pokemon that just can't get them um so they changed it so it's a lot more weather and environment dependent Mm. so hot days you can get fire pokemon um and during spring and summer you can get bug pokemon but during the winter you get ice pokemon and and different stuff like that and that's um, fun and that's on top of all of the community mechanics and um you know it gets you out and about walking around which i really like as a video game uh, it's great with kids because it's very simple and it's, you know, it's one of the games that you benefit from playing um, a lot every day because you accumulate experience essentially that makes your Pokemon stronger. So That's, I've been playing it with Call it kids. addiction. Yeah, yeah, call it an addiction. Uh, Andrew, I'm playing it with kids a lot at work and it's been a lot of fun. Can people be your Pokey friend? They can. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull up my username. Actually, um, if you're not gonna let them on Be Real, they can at least be a Pokey friend. They can. I, you can add me on Be Real as well, but I'm not gonna say my username for that. <laughs> Just it's the same book. as his Pokey name. <laughs> it's the same. Try see. Andrew Sabo, and if that doesn't work, try a Sabo Andrew, and you'll be in pretty good shape. Uh, for Pokemon, yes, my username is Andrew Sabo. Um, <laughs> How do you spell that, Andrew? A N D R E W A C E B O. If you need it slowed down, tough. T- <laughs> I'm not letting that make it to air. I'm sorry. A-N-D-R-E-W-A-C-E-B-O.
<laughs> if you need it slowed down, A as in apple, no, M don't. as in nocturnal if, animal. If you need it slowed down, it's in the just like it's in every episode we yeah. do. <laughs> If you don't know how to spell Andrew's name, that's your problem. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh. Um, I ain't plugging a dang thing. <laughs> Not after that? Nope. How can I follow up? Pokemon, the return. <laughs> Pokemon, go to our podcast website on <sighs> anchor.com. Oof. All right. Uh, we're going to be back next week talking about episode 438A, the Lion Tale. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Liditz Podcast Code. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Long Way Home was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Asabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Shock Pod.